Barclays. And this is our podcast. We are a husband and wife duo living and working in the D.C. area, sharing our radically optimistic view on politics, culture, and how Christians might think about this crazy world. And today we are going to do a very Barkley Christmas episode. Uh, we have been out for a bit due to the nature of holidays, family, sickness, year-end craziness. Really busy work season. Really busy work season. Usually we record this during work hours while we have childcare. Yes. Right. Because evenings we found we were too exhausted. <laughs> when we just had one child, we could do this in the evenings, but two children has taken us over the exhaustion and brain capacity level past seven o'clock. <laughs> yeah. So, and then it was just really difficult to find, find an hour slot Yeah. in the last couple months. So thanks for bearing with us. We're, yes. we're here. If you're listening here, we're glad that you have hung on. We even had like aspirations to talk about kind of a meta commentary on the Israel Gaza war, but we were too tired. Yes. So give it like full thought. Stay tuned for next year when hopefully we have a few more brain cells and can chat about that. Um, very sad, very hard situation. So that we will be a much lighter, (laughs) different. Yes. This is a lighter, lighter episode to take you into the holidays. Um, First, though, we will do an update on what our our word of the year. So if you are a super avid <laughs> follower and listener, you might remember <laughs> that at the beginning of the year, we said that this was going to be our year of enjoy. That was going to be kind of our theme. And now we're going to grade ourselves before we talk about Christmas. This has been unrehearsed, undiscussed. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I don't know what Taylor's going to say. <laughs> Taylor, what? <laughs> me. How did we do in our season of enjoy? I look. I looked at a note from that show, and it was we we had enjoy because we were moving from a season of surviving to thriving. Right? No pending babies. No pending renovations, moves. No pending tumors. No pe- <laughs> that, that we know. Yeah, of. that we know. Of. Uh, no pending new jobs. So it felt and more. That we could foresee. Yeah, any, yes, 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 yes. Of course. Like that. And it was like, how can we be present? Right. Presence was sort of present. Enjoy the gifts God has given us, and not be looking for the next thing. Yeah. How did we do? That's your question to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like. Middling. I remember I had, I had a friend and a listener of the podcast ask me in March when I was whining about all the travel and every weekend had something. He's like, how's, how's the enjoy going, Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, why did we say this out loud? Because uh, it wasn't, I don't know, I feel like I wasn't enjoying that moment. Um, and there was a lot of travel. I mean, the other... There were like glimmers. There, were, I think that feedback was helpful to kind of snap me back into thinking through, in the busy moments, what is to be enjoyed here? How can I enjoy it? Maybe gratitude. Um, like you know, I think of the, like the trip, the work trip I had, where you and Hudson joined. Mm. That was that was a ton of fun. We've kind of we made it a like a highlight of the year for me. I'd say. Oh, that was great. 
And I'd go to my work things. We'd have our first dinner together. Gus stayed with your parents. And we'd have our like our first dinner together. And then I'd do my work dinner. <laughs> and then you would, Hudson would hang out. Eat gummy bears and watch movies in a hotel bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it felt like turning something that was I don't know, very much enjoyable. Yeah. From maybe what could have felt more tiring. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's a good example. Um. I don't know. It's it's tough in the just day to day to keep it in mind. Yeah. Something I feel like I've learned this year generally, I heard from a comedian's podcast. There's a Catholic woman comedian named Jen Fulweiler, and I think she has six children. And she hmm. has this career as a comedian, self made and I find her very funny. And and one of her she also talks about like life and life concepts and whatnot in her podcast along with some bits. And um one of her takeaways was this idea of work life balance. And we feel like work life balance and I think maybe women think about this more than men. I just don't hear a lot of men sitting around talking about like work life balance as much as women. But huh. um do you think I'm wrong on that? I think about it. Do you talk about it with your guy friends? Uh, oh, uh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is a topic women talk about a lot. Working women, especially, like, uh, sure, we sure, just right, talk right, about right. a lot. Anyway, because <laughs> you're supposed to raise the kids and have a successful career. Yeah, and maybe this has been a longer conversation for women, whereas like millennial men are like the first generation of men who are really doing a more co-equal role in the house uh, and have a career. Uh-huh. Whereas women have probably been doing this, you know, for more decades and right. millennial mm-hmm. men are new to this conversation. So welcome. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> um, but this idea that balance has to be this daily thing. I think I, I used to think this way too, that like oh, every day has to have balance. You know, I, I feel like I'm, I'm well balanced on work and home life and everything. Mm. And this comedian, Jen Fulweiler brought up like, Balance can be balance in seasons. So you might have, you know, two weeks of insane work where you're working long hours and you're mm-hmm. not at home as much, et cetera, et cetera. But then you have two weeks where you block out and you're going to all the school stuff and you're at home more and you're doing all mm. the home stuff. And so I've kind of started to look at balance more like that of is, you know, my month as a whole balanced, uh, not yeah. are my days balanced. So I'm kind of approaching this enjoy piece like that. It's like, I I don't think it's possible, feasible, desirable, you know, to be every day. I'm just, you know, content and enjoying. And I just don't know if Hmm. that's, is that possible? But as a whole, when I look at the year, we spiked in a lot of enjoyment, whether that's little things Hmm. or big things. Mm Mm-hmm. I do feel that, oh, I had many moments of deep gratitude and, you know, we built in great family trips and things yeah. for you and I to do. Yeah, that's and, true. Yeah, like we went full blast on the family trips. And, and holidays, right? I feel like full yeah. blast on lovely, you know, Easter and yeah. Thanksgiving and all <laughs> of that. So I think as a whole, if I look at the year, were there a lot of moments where... <laughs> It was just like trudging it out and, you know, wishing things were different, et cetera, et cetera. Uh-huh, sure, uh-huh. there was a lot of that, but uh-huh. I think we built in a lot of enjoy. Uh, that's a good point. Because it, well, it relates, I guess, to my immediate reaction to reading our description back in, 
think February was when we did the podcast. I'm glad we said, at least we said season in the show description. I don't know if in the show we said like year. Because mm-hmm. there's a season, which like, I don't know, using the word season feels like so like <laughs> woo woo to me, but like <laughs> it's a little annoying, but it, I guess it's accurate. I can't think of a better thing. Uh, it could be a year and a half or four years or whatever. So <laughs> who knows how long we're still working on it. <laughs> Yeah. But that's a helpful tip, though. They're like uh, an in and out. Yeah. Not, uh, every day. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Okay, so right. we're working on it. Working on it. So, you know, next year might be enjoy, too. <laughs> it, was a, it, it was a helpful framing. Yeah. All right. On to a very Berkeley Christmas. Related, right? Enjoying. Yeah. What... What what are we doing for Christmas? What are our traditions? Spiritual, family. How do we think about Christmas, etc. So, mm-hmm. I'll start with saying, to me, something new in the past couple of years since becoming an Anglican, rather than before Taylor B T. I was <laughs> uh, <laughs> mostly kind of non-denominational tradition, um, hmm. and. Anyway, in that kind of world, I didn't have the season of Advent. I don't really think churches I went to um, taught me about Advent or had Advent as a part of, you know, their church. This is like the the formal Advent? Yeah, the season of Advent. What do you mean? (laughs) Like Like the four Sundays, the Sundays leading up to uh, Christmas. Like lighting the candles in the front? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Like the... Well, that this idea that the four Sundays leading up to Christmas are a time um, of reflection and waiting upon the Lord. Uh, uh-huh. How do you define? What was Advent? it before? Just like there's Christmas. Christmas is the day, and Christmas is approaching. Yeah. And let's. But it wasn't like this is a specific time of waiting upon the Lord's coming. Ah. Uh, it's like Christmas I, is the big event. Yeah, I was a uh, probably. Th- 10 when we started attending a church my family that presbyterian church that was advent season approach so i can't really remember church before that i think it was more yeah non-denominational loosey-goosey mm-hmm. low liturgy as they say uh-huh. uh that's cool that is so what have you gained okay, like, like what yeah what's 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 been like the thing you like about that well i think that because most like the typical reaction is like oh it's hot it's stodgy podgy and stale and (laughs) well i think that um it i mean in our culture the weeks leading up to christmas especially for mothers sorry i'm being very uh gender rolled this this uh, podcast (laughs) but especially mothers (laughs) trigger uh, warning are you know the the to-do list is so long and like (laughs) we start doing all the shopping like you sent me that meme of like wife's (laughs) Christmas lists and it's like all the relatives and like husband's Christmas leave list his wife (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 you know I'm just like yeah tracking down gifts for all these different people and yeah um the kids having a magical time ordering Christmas cards and making the list (laughs) and planning fun things for the kids leading up to Christmas and Christmas jammies have to be bought (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they do i don't know what would happen if i didn't do all this just like <laughs> i think it'd be fewer christmas jammies 
<laughs> she wearing boring jammies. No Christmas <laughs> cards that we sent. No cookies made. I think I would do a Christmas card. <laughs> you would. You would gather everyone's addresses. I would go into the Excel spreadsheet that you made. <laughs> <laughs> It is a lot, though. Yeah, you do. You do a lot. You make so it magical. So anyway, all that. <laughs> give myself a pat on the back. Yeah. No, that all the moms out there, but it uh, this to do list like uh-huh. le- lends itself to a culture of being very like hmm. intense. It's like a second job. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And very intense yeah. and a lot to do and scurrying, bustling. Whereas the season of Advent is supposed to be a quiet season of mm-hmm. reflection and like a little sober mindedness, mm. right? Leading to the coming of Christ. And it matches with the winter where things are still. And you know, yeah. I was reading um, this book that has helped me understand the kind of calendar of the church and how to use that as a spiritual practice called sacred seasons mm. by the author, Danielle Hitchens. And she talks about Advent, you know, using this time to purposefully have moments of silence and, you know, gives tips and ideas for doing that and doing that with your children and teaching your children about how to have moments of silence and reflection, mm-hmm. um, which I have not done for our Same. four and one year old. But eventually. I like the tip that she had at the end of like, he had like 10 things. It's like, all right, if you can't do it, like just do the household chore without like listening to something. Yes. Yeah. Or like drive in the car without having to blare music or podcast. Yeah. Um, but I will say this season was interesting as I was reading about Advent and thinking about silence, I actually got laryngitis. <laughs> <laughs> so truly the first weekend of Advent yeah, it's leading true. into it, I lost my voice. And clearly I like to talk <laughs> and this is difficult for me. Huh. And so it lended itself to a forced silence. And you had to save your voice for a two day conference that you had planned. Yes, I had a big and work event. We're going event to be at an MC and that speak I was going at to MC on a yeah. Monday, and so Saturday and Sunday, my saintly parents took our children, and I essentially did like a silent retreat at home with me. I know, but we were silent. <laughs> I couldn't talk to you. I like, had to bite my tongue and not. Talk I guess you can be a silent you. retreat with people. Yeah, that's true. So it was this forced silence, and that taught me a lot about like, oh, I don't always have to say something or fill the silence or hmm. do something to encourage my children to be learning or you know teaching them a um, teaching moment lesson and whatever sometimes i can just like let things play out and listen and observe and hmm. um you know spiritually i did feel like this was like oh like leaving room for the lord not that i had so many big, any big revelations but hmm. like hmm. the lord can't speak if we're never silent that's true yeah uh, that's interesting. Thanks for sharing that. And this kind of maybe tears to like the next thing of like family and Christmas. We've been doing the Advent readings with Hudson. He feels like I feel like he's gotten really into it. Uh, there's this you found <laughs> a like paired Christmas ornament and readings from uh, what's that kids the Bible Jesus storybook Bible. Yeah. So like I don't know. It's called the Jesse Tree. Five six minute readings go through the whole Bible in twenty five days. And we light the, because we have the four Advent candles on the table. We need to do our third, add the third candle. And Hudson has requested it now. Mainly maybe because of the candy and treats at the end. Because we do the calendar where it like pulls out like a tiny toy or a you know, Hershey's kiss or something. And he hangs the ornament on the tree that but corresponds will, with the story. He will sit and listen to the reading. 
I see, he seems to ask for the reading. Maybe yeah. in the beginning it was about the toy, but now he seems to yeah. be excited about the readings. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, yeah, Advent. It's like this uh, external thing that kind of more moors or anchors us to, you know, tradition older than us, spiritual practice outside ourselves, mm-hmm. as opposed to just kind of, uh, oh, it's Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I feel like it's a way to naturally build in to like your yearly calendar, a discipline, spiritual yeah. discipline. Yeah. We did a St. Nicholas day for the first time, mm-hmm. December 7th mm-hmm. or 8th, uh, 6th, around there. Look <laughs> it up. new to this. <laughs> yeah. And that was, uh, telling them the story of who St. Nicholas was and a little gift then. And Trying to teach our children about generosity. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's been it's been good to inter- integrate these things into family practices and habits. Um, yeah, it's hard in the little years, you know, because their attention spans are so small. And like, I, I think I started off last year wanting to go big and having all these things that I wanted to do, uh, and then yeah, yeah, finally yeah. pared it back to like, all right, the Jesse tree is you know short enough readings, uh-huh. entertaining enough, interesting enough for him to get it, and the visuals of the ornaments and to kind of stick in his memory. Yep. So like, yeah, start small. Maybe every year we'll layer some more stuff on, but I, every, uh, my annual tradition of attempting to read aloud the Christmas Carol on my Dickens <laughs> kick. You got like what? Two pages in? Um, like I haven't made it as far as last year. Um, but the language is pretty complex. <laughs> yeah, as you were reading, I was like, well, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, I have to think about the phrasing, which is really amazing, but yeah, four-year-old. Anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, Hudson, like, paid attention until Gus came in and tried to assault him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, simple versus extravagant? Yeah, this is, again, something that goes around is, like, 10 ways to simplify Christmas this year, and there's a lot of, like, simplifying. And, you know, granted, that's kind of what we were just talking about, <laughs> you know, Advent mm-hmm. being hustle bustle in the culture and us trying to have room for silence but i think we also kind of lend towards extravagance in the season and like yeah we like to splurge for like a prime rib and yeah. a nice cheese plate and gifts for people and we kind of like to go big on that stuff we but why, why would you say that is for our family culture? I, I guess it's like the the feasting season, mm-hmm. like the Christmas holiday, um, celebration of. It goes back to maybe enjoy, <laughs> um, particularly. I guess you know we did this when we got married before the tumor times, but especially after of like celebrating the life that we do have the the gifts that have been given to us sharing it with family who come to our house because we've been hosting people for the last four or five years mm-hmm. um pulling out all the stops and i i like that connection too and I, i've been thinking this year especially of like christmas is one of the very few cultural like i don't know uh festivals mm-hmm. where you know we've got the the songs playing the same 40 songs playing over and over and over we all know them uh you can use most carols or christmas songs people can sing without a, like reading them uh things are decorated things are lit up and i don't think there's 
it's almost because we have no uh, here's my theory maybe because we have no other like festivals in our culture we just go nuts with christmas because we're kind of like it's like dying of thirst for some sort of like <laughs> shared cultural moment and like maybe fourth of july but that's just like a day and yeah. easter is like meh you know for non-christians in terms of you know practice and significance uh halloween is like getting bigger it seems like mm-hmm. like all those 300 dollars 12 foot <laughs> high skeletons that have sold out of home depot um so but yeah everyone knows the christmas songs yeah so yeah uh I think maybe that for us, maybe at least for me, there's like this conscious connection to, okay, it's this festival of like celebration and, and yeah. feasting and we're giving each other gifts and uh, we're having tasty things and we're going to parties and we're, we're waiting and we're celebrating in the arrival. And after this long period of silence, mm-hmm. you know, and in the Bible, it's after 400 years of silence from, you know, no word from God and the prophets or, mm-hmm. um, new writing or anything and you know which is a long time to wait uh and here we get to kind of celebrate that again and reflect on that mm-hmm. in a in a new way every year yeah and i also think for us like uh mortality is so real for us that we talk about like we have tasted the edge of death mm-hmm. <laughs> and so there is a little bit of like Sure, I could sock all this away. Sure, I could sock all this away for retirement, but, you know, I'm not, none of us are, but I'm not guaranteed good health and longevity, and and none of us are. And so, I mean, of course, you know, yeah, we we save for retirement and whatnot, but, um, and are prudent, but there's also this level of, um, Catherine Wolf, who we quote a lot, says, don't wait to celebrate. Mm-hmm. And there's something about celebrating. You know, we took my parents out for an extravagant dinner and uh, looked at the Christmas lights in downtown D.C. And, you know, that's a core memory and celebrating a really wonderful year that we were all together and we all had health this year. And there's something really great about, um, yeah, just like just celebrating with your loved ones. I yeah, and this is actually the, the reading that um, in the Christmas Carol. I'm trying to I look. I don't have the passage in front of me, but look it up. It's in the first like seven pages when Scrooge's nephew comes in and he's like, "Merry Christmas, Uncle!" And Scrooge is really upset because he's you know the humbugs kick in and you know Scrooge says, "What has Christmas ever done? It's never been like profitable for me to celebrate it." And his nephew replies like with this kind of paragraph soliloquy. Uh, where there's the line, you know, as we are all fellow passengers to the grave. Mm. And like, this is why we're celebrating. Like, <laughs> we have this opportunity with our fellow passengers to the grave to mm-hmm. really kind of like latch on to life and light and um, like almost party with each other. Yeah. And like, that's what I, you know, and then he kind of goes on like, this is what I get out of Christmas without paying anything for it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's that connection to mortality. Yeah. Is what Dickens even observed. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, we um we got engaged actually this day eight oh. years ago. Oh December wow! 19th, yeah, hey. Eight years ago. Wow. And we so we try to do a Christmas date, Taylor and I, every year. That's another Christmas tradition of ours. Yep. And this year we did this really amazing tasting menu where just like the food was every little bite was out of this world, all these little bites. And I don't know. I had this moment. It hit me. 
of, um, you know, I've experienced paralysis from the shoulders down. And it's really hard to explain what losing your like sensations feel like. It's really Hmm. kind of unexplainable. But to have parts of your body, like your toes or, you know, that you don't have any feeling in or movement in, it's just kind of dead. And then to regain sensation after like a prolonged period of not having it is really like a remarkable feeling. And for me, it was almost like tasting this extraordinary food reminded me of, oh, sensation is such a gift that if you've never lost it, (laughs) you totally take for granted because you've lived with it your whole life. Um, But to me now, there's so many feelings and sensations that are so wonderful that God has given us that I lost for a while. So Mm. I now have this like renewed, like it's stronger, brighter, more beautiful because I lost it for a bit. Mm. Um, So I'm digressing. I don't know what point I'm trying to make there, but the gratitude I have for something after kind of like the, you know, simple versus extravagant. It sounds like we're like the extravagant (laughs) (laughs) for these reasons. And, um, I mean, the, the full line from that quote, I did find it here. Like, where the, his nephew says, the only time I know of in the long calendar of the year when men and women seem by one consent to open their shut-up hearts freely and to think of people below them as if they really were fellow passengers to the grave and not another race of creatures bound on other journeys. And therefore, uncle, though it has never put a scrap of gold or silver in my pocket, I believe that it has done me good and will do me good, and I say, God bless it. The clerk in the tank involuntarily applauded. <laughs> that was the next line. <laughs> right. But yeah. That's a good, yeah, good way to end our Christmas discussion here. Quick thoughts on Santa? Oh, oh, yes. So I feel like, you know, and sometimes in Christian circles, Santa can be controversial because people don't want their kids to have Jesus supplanted by Santa. You know, kids are so excited to have Santa bring gifts. I kind of lump Santa into this general, like, fostering an imagination mm-hmm. and... Mm-hmm. Uh, a general like feeling that there's a supernatural world, which kind of takes imagination yeah, yeah. Um, and not imagination that everything supernatural is, you know, hooey, but that, um, you know, angels and God and uh-huh. all of these things taken almost like an imagination, hmm. something beyond what like the scientific, I don't know scientific i don't want to say scientific method can give us so like material things post enlightenment material like (laughs) material is the only real thing that's the only real thing um no i mean up until recent times all of human history kind of lived in this yeah more mystical reality and world and so i almost think that santa in in congress with you know other kind of mystical, fun childhood imagination things like the huh. tooth fairy and yeah. uh, playing monsters in the dark and yeah. all, all of these things together, which is kind of how I like to think we have our household and, and reading lots of stories yeah. that involve these things and bringing these things to life and kind of fostering that yeah. general household, not just santa all year long (laughs) um to me that's more of like santa will be part of all of this make-believe that gives our children this imagination which i think will give them a greater faith later 
and who knows me yeah, 20 like years that. from now might disagree with that but that's <laughs> that's kind of how i think about it i like that a lot i think it was uh maybe borrowing from my parents but yeah like if my kids can't tell the difference between the evidence for santa evidence for jesus then we have bigger problems <laughs> right right um and i like maybe too like identifying like there are certain things about childhood that are appropriate for children <laughs> and that you shed when you become older right like there's a doesn't have to be like all reality adulthood from you know inception to death yeah right for human right. beings right uh it seems like very c.s lewis totally that's exactly <laughs> it like I, I think very like narnian tolkien type of environment yeah. and you know i think Man, we're, we're like super english here with like <laughs> anglican tradition that's my vibe lately maybe we need to go on a trip <laughs> <laughs> Loving the crown. Our ancestors are English. <laughs> That's true. Many of them. That's true. Okay. Those are the great thoughts. I appreciate you sharing that. Should we gonna, shift? Are we going to get a lot of reader mail on that? <laughs> Santa. What Hopefully took the people are listening. Hopefully, I don't even know if people are listening. <laughs> All three people who don't like Santa. Yeah. Write in and tell us so. Um, should stinkers we do and stinkers thinkers? and thinkers? Yeah. yeah. I guess of recent times or even the year. But I guess recent read times. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we have the same stinker, don't we? Probably. So was this during our weekend of silence? Yep. Yeah. So our weekend of silence, we watched a couple movies. One of which. Watched a couple movies. Did oh we yeah. Uh, something else. Oh we whatever. I don't remember. Um, New was... Indiana Jones. That was the other one. Oh, that was a good one. It was a fine film. Yeah. But the not fine film was what best Christmas ever. Best With three holiday. Best Ever, holiday. Exclamation oh, point. Yeah. Don't say Christmas. Oh, right. <laughs> um, with periods in between. Right? Best period. Holiday period. Ever exclamation point. Okay. With old old fashioned actors from our childhood. Heather Graham and Brandy from I don't know, know who Cinderella. <sighs> Shameful. I mean, Heather Graham. But Brandy. Everyone knows who Brandy is. I don't know who Brandy is. <laughs> anyway. We watched it because I was like, oh, this will be like a, you know, Hallmark film-esque, light and fluffy. We we knew it would be not great. Yeah, but we didn't know it'd be this bad. Like, I've never watched a movie where halfway through the film time, I thought, oh, they just resolved the main plot point. Yeah. Like, what's next? Like, there's nothing left to do. There was, and it just, I mean, was there even a plot? Yeah, it was, you know, her jealous, she gets the Christmas card and letter from her friend, her former contact, and uh, surely her life can't be that good, and then like, haha, like, they end up at their house, and haha, it kind of is that good, and then there's like this, like, sort of tragic revelation at the end that like, it doesn't even like redeem the thing. No, it doesn't. <laughs> it was It was so bad. Do not watch this movie. Do not waste your time. Do not. I don't know why. Not I, even like on the background while you're wrapping presents. Not even worth that. Because that's like a genre and like Netflix is leaning into this. They're just the, like the hallmarks. They're successful. But like there, the bad Christmas you know, movies. But there's a number that are enjoyable. This was not bad. Enjoyable bad? Well, even if it's like light and fluffy and candy-like, it's like I enjoyable. I think this those are bad. Even, but I, I even have appreciation. This did not even hit that. Even so, for you. Even for me. <laughs> big stinker there's a huge stinker yikes all right taylor what is your thinker um i think is the new godzilla film <laughs> minus one i know you're chuckling but rachel 
so much judgment over here. <laughs> Point your finger at me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good even post World War II film. Hmm. <laughs> it's very serious. <laughs> Like if you watch the original, I think 1954 Godzilla movie, like think about nine years after two nuclear bombs were dropped in Japan, the Tokyo, like multiple cities were firebombed. Like where the, there was so much, so many explosions, the cities would just catch on fire, like just decimated, laid out. And then here you have the Japanese making this movie about a monster, you know, triggered by nuclear exercises and, and destroyed. So here you have this kind of reboot. And but it, it just was like a really it did an excellent job of showing like this the plot point was a kamikaze pilot who uh, avoids being a kamikaze pilot and goes home and like you know it shows him like returning to his town and it's just charred ruins trying to find his parents and this woman's like no they're dead and my children are dead and like the recovery of Japan and like almost like Godzilla was just sort of like more of a metaphor than like a CGI special effects you know, stomping monster. And with even like points about like the geopolitics of, you know, the U S doesn't want to get involved in stopping Godzilla because they're going to, they're worried about, uh, you know, triggering the Soviets and you're yawning. (laughs) (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) I think you should watch it. We're going to, we're going to watch Godzilla minus one. That's my thinker. Anyway, because I love you. I'll watch. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Couldn't suppress the yawn. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> okay. My. <laughs> you weren't thinking at all. My thinking. It's very serious. People are people are saying, Rachel, many people are saying it's possibly one of the top films of the year. Get your finger out. <laughs> okay. My thinker is the Apple TV series Slow. <laughs> Just trying to make fun of you. (laughs) Slow horses. (laughs) We even abandoned another show we like for it, right? This show is so good. So it's about thanks to friends for the recommendation. Yes, my book club ladies said it was really good, and they were right. It's uh, British again. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Spies kicked out of MI5 for being bad spies, who then like solve all these spy things (laughs) 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 i really should get into reviewing yeah (laughs) anyway it's very very good highly recommend gary oldman Mm. it feels like realistic without being uh i mean i have no idea what realistic means but like you you watch some like okay mission impossible clearly not realistic tinker taylor soldier spy it's like oh this is more maybe like real life and this is closer to that yes yeah 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 you feel like this could exist yeah maybe some of the things like eh, but yeah it could exist yeah. and it's you know the dark kind humor. of funny yeah. yeah dark humor good characters too great characters uh-huh you definitely want to like keep watching and see what happens yeah so apple tv good. shows have been doing it for us yeah they have been good well folks thanks for listening hanging in there i think we'll we plan to be back in the new year with maybe a mini series mm-hmm. or like a few podcasts on a theme perhaps mm-hmm but we'll, Rachel and I are talking more about that in the new year, right? That's right. So. Well, Merry Christmas. Merry and thanks Christmas. thanks for listening this year. Thank you. <laughs>